Amen. Father God, I praise you in all hope and all trust. I pray that today would be a day we'd remember. Not because of what we're going to do, because of what you're going to do. You're calling us to it. To work, not for you, but alongside what you're doing. So open our eyes and ears to the wonderful, wonderful blessings that you have for Keystone and your church. Amen. Amen. Sit down. Hello again. Hi. That's right. I am very much used to a rowdy crowd, and I got a feeling the second service is pretty rowdy, but I got a feeling there's some second service people in here today. <laughs> so uh, the first service. This just come on, admit it. We got you got plans. You want to get out in time. Anybody going down to the game? That's in the room? Okay, I know you are. All right, cool. Thanks for inviting me. But uh, listen, <laughs> listen, we got a lot to be grateful for as a church. And so several months ago, we said in our, our team, our staff team, that you know we're going to put out an annual report or a review. And one thing I love to do is celebrate things. I just love celebrate. I celebrate little things, big things, and everything in between. And I'm like, I want to take a whole day at the end of January, have our annual review ready, and celebrate as a church and just bring it to you guys and show you like this isn't something that the pastor team did last year no no this is something we did with God like he called us to some great and mighty things and so how do we set vision around that so that's what we're going to celebrate we're going to look at what God has for us not just for a year but for years and years to come like years and years and years. And so we do. We talk about vision. So this isn't a typical Pastor Mark opens the Bible and turns to Titus 3 and we work our way through 10 verses. That's my, honestly, that's my wheelhouse. That's what I prefer. But what God told me to do today is pretty incredible because it's just a bunch of amening and hand clapping for what God did. So just get used to it, all right? You can holler out, yay, God. You can holler out, whatever, Amen. But don't be patting yourself on the back because God has us to a lot more. And I think that's not a stretch we want to get used to. So some of you may hear the word vision and you work in businesses and things. And you're like, oh, man, that's so businessy. Like that's such a term that businesses use. Oh, let's set vision for the coming year. And, and I want to tell you, it's, it, it sometimes is a business term, but I prefer this. Vision is a leadership term. It's a leadership term. It's all over the Bible, all right? All over the Bible. Most famous verse is probably Proverbs 29, 18. I think I remembered to turn it in. Yes, where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint, but, the blessed, uh, but blessed is he who keeps the law. I have translated that into Appalachian Standard for you, and it is without vision we all die. That's what it means to me. It should mean that to you too. Leading with vision doesn't mean you neglect faith. It doesn't mean, oh, we're going to set some goals and then count on our goals and our strategy and our ability to do things wrong. You know what I believe about this? You've heard me say it a hundred times, if not more than that. The success, you guys know it? The success of Keystone Montgomeryville will only be measured by what? Our faithfulness to God. That's it. I am not going to get to the end of my life and die, and God's going to say, well, let's look at your numbers at your church. Let's see how you did. You know what I mean? And I'm not going to be like, well, look, we didn't really count Christmas Eve in that number, so it's actually a little higher, you know. It's a little higher. It's a little higher. 
So I want to take a look back at the faithfulness that God showed to us last year and how we really stepped into it as a church. Because this story of Keystone Montgomeryville is a story of sending. Say sending with me. Sending. If you're from the part of the country I'm from, we have to be very careful with the word sending because sometimes it sounds like sinning. And that is not the story of sinning. Okay, it's a story of sending. The Bible is a story of sending. For God so loved the world that he sent. That sounds like sending. He sent Jesus. God so loved the world he gave his only son, right? He sent him. We are senders. Uh, Acts 2a, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witness in where? You remember? Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and even to North Wales. My addition. My addition. That sounds like sending. Aren't you glad that God sends? It sounds like that. God is doing something here. If I'm just shooting you straight, I've, I've never done before. I've never had a year like last year. I've never had that in my life. And it may be oversimplifying it, but, but we spent most of last year recovering from 2021, and we spent most of 2021, do you know where I'm going with this? Recovering from 2020. And so I want, if you, if you just want to hear my heart on this, I'm, I'm actually tired of saying that we're in recovery mode. We are no longer in recovery mode. Recovery mode is over. God showed us that. Recovery mode is over. That's where you can hoot and handy and whoop and call. Woo, yeah, yeah, that's part, that's the part. All right, God, we aren't, okay? God gave us a fresh vision last year, a clear expectation to send, to send. And here's the way I heard it. I wrote it down a long time ago. I put it in my notes. Send, it was that simple. No, there's more. Give away, and I will bless the part you give. That's biblical. Give away. And I'll bless the part you give. God's been telling me that for over a decade in my personal life. And last year he challenged us as a church to give away and I'll bless the part you give. Does anybody remember hearing that last year? Anybody been here for longer than six months and you're just like, yeah, we heard that like every week. We heard it every week. I talked about it. You talked about it. We all talked about it. And then I talked about it with God a bunch. You know what I kept saying? Are you sure? Are you sure? And he would say, I'm sure. Are you sure? I'm like, no, I'm not sure. And so a year ago in February, February 6th, actually, we, we stood up here, me and Pastor Chris, and we said, we are going to send a church this year, which is unbelievable. If I, if I run through just some of the recovery numbers, you'll see why it was like, oh, my gosh, are you sure? We had just uh, at about in January last year, so a year ago, Really, this, this is January, so a year ago, this January, we were having about 500 people a week come to Keystone, Montgomeryville. And we were like, yes, we're, we're back on the right path. We're going to have a good year. We're going to build our attendance up so we can go, you know, more. Yeah, it gives us more. We know people are, are people. They're not just numbers. So hear me out on that. I think you guys know my heart on that. But we were happy about that. Here we go. And we finally got some momentum, and we were like, yes, like all the pandemic stuff's over and we're not arguing about stuff in the lobby anymore about masks and we're like I think we can actually like grow this church and uh that's when God said okay I want you to take like 
a high percentage of those and give them, give them away. And I don't know about where you guys went to business school. I didn't go anywhere, but I bet they didn't teach you that there. Take your business just when you get it to where you think you can grow it and, and lop off 20 to 25% of it and send it somewhere else, but you get no return on that. Like, great plan. God said, send. God said, we're just starting to get some traction, you know. No, I'm, okay, I get that. And God began to transform my thinking. He began to use a verse that he's used many times with me in the past, and we'll get to more of that in, the, in a moment. But he began to show me that in order to grow something, you must be a sender, a multiplier for growth. And I know I'm on repeat here, but he said over and over and over to us as a, as a group, I will bless the part you send, meaning not the part you keep. Now, here's what he meant, guys, because I know you may be like, oh, so we're like the leftovers that stayed? Yes, you're the doggy bag. No, no. No, it's like with your giving, when you give money, right? When you give money to the work of God, whether it's through our church or, or whatever, God blesses the part you give. He doesn't bless the part you keep. So if you give a dollar out of your thousand, he's gonna say, okay, that's the part I'm gonna bless. So we wanted to give generously. I had some priorities. I said prayer. We must pray. No movement of God has ever been successful without prayer. I'm talking no movement. In the Bible, you don't see it. Historically, church history, you don't see it. In my own life, you never see it It because it doesn't exist. You cannot have a movement of God without praying. So we did that. We are going to pray. And you remember, how did we do it? We prayed for countries around the world. We prayed in groups. We're going to do it more this year. You'll see. Community group. We have to move beyond this is like all we do. This isn't all we do. This is part of what we do. Leadership development. If we're going to send, we've got to develop leaders here. Man, was God faithful in that. We've got to connect people to each other. Man, was God faithful in that. And these things, this prayer, community, connection, leadership development, and, and the church has been here for over 20 years, and Pastor John planted such incredible seeds. And who am I that last year I got to walk through the now-grown trees and pick the fruit? That's a pretty good position to be in. And as we prayed, and as we had community, and as we connected and developed leaders, we began to see a movement of God throughout the whole year. It was unbelievable. It was great. And so what I did was I had our, uh, some of our team put together a video because I can sit up here and describe things to you, but we're visual learners, at least I am. And if, and if, you're, if you're a reader learner, we put all this in a, in a booklet and called it the annual review, and it's on the website right now. But don't look at it right now. I want you to, uh, to watch this, this video of what God did Keystone, Montgomeryville. How's it What's going? Up, guys? Welcome to the podcast, Grant. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks, man. Thanks for having me. I'm acting like I'm the host. I've never done a podcast before. <laughs> this is our first one, right? <laughs> first one. We yeah. need a name. We need a name. Um... How about B&G in the morning? B&G. I like it. In the morning. Or, I like yeah, it. Yeah. You guys like it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I hope that means you like it. Listen, we are here today to talk about everything that God did in 2022. I don't know if we can cover everything, but yeah. a lot of what God did in no, 2022. Absolutely. I had so much fun this year, Same. and I'm really excited to talk about it. Oh, my goodness. Let's go. I'm not sure where to start, but I, I did get a note from production Okay. Um, as we were rehearsing. They said, like, we can't go 20 minutes. I was like, come on. Like, I mean, it's not like it's real tape, but we're not normal. running out of tape. Wait, but one, one question. Is yeah. production Nicole? Yeah. Yeah. My uh, wife, she told us that we have five minutes, All right. and that five minutes is starting, like, right now. 
So okay. we got to dive in. <laughs> so <laughs> let's do it. I want to start in the most natural place you can think of January, mm-hmm. right? We started a prayer and fasting time in our congregation. Our, the series was called Through Prayer, and we prayed a whole lot. We fasted. We sought God's heart. And if that wasn't enough, we went into February and then we said, we're going to do a series called By Faith. So by faith and through prayer, God started challenging us as a church. And he stretched us in a whole lot of different ways. We got really healthy as a church, which I think is really encouraging. But we got to a point where God started calling us through prayer and by faith to do something big. Planting a church. church. (laughs) It was awesome. It was Keystone North. We sent 125 people with them to to launch that church. And um, it's just so incredible to see what God's doing in that ministry, in that church, and just what God's doing up north, you know? Love it. We're going to come back down here to Montgomeryville and talk about Keystone Kids for a little bit because Let's they just knocked it. it out of the park. Last they year. crushed it. I'm going to give you some stats real quick. Uh, the kids ministry had six kids nights throughout the year. They had the first ever color run where 130 people showed up at Parkside Place Park. Uh, there was Kids Christmas City where over 90 guests signed up to come. And they did a one day event where 16 kids prayed to receive Christ. And two of them actually got baptized. Love that. A little praise Love break. that too. Oh my goodness. Awesome. Can we talk about baptisms yeah, for a second? Yeah, let's go. We had nearly 100 people get baptized at Keystone MV That's in 2022. I'm talking so kids, crazy. students, adults, yeah. people that are taking this step in their faith and saying, I want to declare my love for Jesus. He's the Lord of my life, right? And we did uh, outdoor baptism mm-hmm. night after camp. That was really fun. Oh my goodness, 30 yeah. people got baptized that yeah. night. And then in September, we celebrated 21 years of Keystone with more baptisms. And it's just so cool to see life change and see people stepping up. Absolutely. I love seeing people get baptized. It's one of my favorite things. But real quick, let's uh, talk about Keystone students. Oh, real quick. I think we could do a whole <laughs> podcast series on I Keystone agree. students of 2022. I agree. But let's start back in January again. We stepped into this newly renovated warehouse. Thank you guys so much again yes, for being you. part of that. And what that did is that really ramped up the momentum for our ministry yeah. and led us into Winter Conference where we had so much fun. We we reached a lot of, of guests. We had more and more students want to get baptized yeah. too, is that we saw 120 first time guests or what we like to call friends step into the warehouse, step into middle school on Sunday morning and say, I want to see what this is all about. And we've had so many friends come and now they're family. They're part of our Keystone students family. To me, that's such an encouragement. That's really cool. And I also heard from a little bird that uh, Keystone students and Keystone kids went to camp for the first time since what 2019 2019, we got back to camp keystone we did it all together we sent our kids and our students to the same campground ran two separate camp experiences um, but the fruit of it was just amazing 245 people went with us to camp that's serve team worship team leaders and students and kids yeah um really cool it was a lot of fun i think we're going to do it again we're running out of time oh no can you just give us like I don't know, the top seven things that you saw happen in 2022 that we haven't talked about already, of course. I'll give you a little punch list real quick. All right, ready? So we hosted a women's Bible study in February where over 90 women came and attended. Sounds awesome. (laughs) Probably was, yeah. Uh, We hosted a men's breakfast and worshiped together as men. Yeah, Yeah. I was there. I was there there for that, too. 
Uh, we took uh, mission trips to India, Guyana, Jordan, and Lebanon. We went down to Camden to serve with Wholesome Riches. Mm -hmm. We raised over $7,000 for North Care Clinic in Lansdale, collected and donated 125 backpacks to local families in need. Also, what's really cool is we had 524 first-time guests come to Keystone this year. 524. That. That's amazing. That's amazing. Seven new community groups leading us to a total of 30 community groups wow. in 2022. 57 people prayed to receive Christ. We started to celebrate recovery ministry. We delivered 35 boxes of love to Oak Park Elementary School. We partnered with Family Promise, became a buddy church to serve the homeless twice in 2022. And we raised over 55000 for Keystone Loves India. You guys did this. This is you. You are Keystone Envy. We are the hands and feet of Jesus. We are the church. And I just want you to know that we are grateful to see really? you stepping out through prayer and by faith and doing what God has called you to do, being faithful to what he has asked you to do in obedience. And now we get to see and celebrate the fruit. So I don't know if you guys Absolutely. are in a clapping mood, but yeah. let's just have another little let's praise do it. because God is good. God is so good. It's been incredible to see him at work. And a lot of that has to do with our leadership, you know, um, and I want to just take this moment really quickly to thank our pastors, um, our pastors here at Montgomeryville, Pastor Mark and his wife Jennifer, um, just for their incredible work and leadership, and also our founding and lead pastor, Pastor John, and um, his wife Teresa. Um, you know, God has just had his hand in your lives, and he's shown you great things, and we're just super, super grateful for you both. We have incredible leadership. We have elders. We have teams. Yeah. Um, we have people like you that serve. We did the math, and we have over 300 people 300. who are serving in some capacity during the week in different ways here at Keystone MV. And it's just really encouraging to see that there's a kingdom impact that's made here at Keystone. Grant, I think we went a little over our five minute time limit, but maybe, maybe just a touch. We're a church. You know, it's that, fine. That's just what, what we, we do. do. You know, <laughs> you guys show up five minutes late to church. We go five minutes over on a video. Uh, but but it's it, this is important. It's, it's super it's important. Good. And and you know we threw a lot of stats and numbers at you. Yeah. Um, but it's really important because we believe here at Keystone, um, and we always like to say that every number is a person. Yep. And every person has a story. Exactly. So we're just really excited for those stories and those people that we're going to encounter this year in 2023. And um, just looking forward to what God has in store for us. It's really amazing. Can't Cannot wait. wait. Can't wait. Love it. This Thanks was fun. We on. should do it again. Let's do it again. Hopefully they ask us Yeah, back. maybe uh, production will ask us about 2024. Yeah. Nicole? <laughs> <laughs> that show two big highlights for me as your pastor last year we got to baptize 94 people and uh that's unbelievable it was so awesome the uh i was thinking through that this week or a couple weeks ago and um i remember the very first person i ever baptized not last year like ever in my life and i remember how much that meant to me to be a part of that like, I loved it. I was so nervous when I baptized that person in, in North Carolina that the, the week before, I filled up the baptistry and, and brought a friend, and I practiced on him. 
my, my, we had an intern living with us that summer. He was like six foot four. And I'm up there like, I think I'm going to do it like this, you know. And, and then the person I baptized was like 13, you know. It was very different. I'm like, yeah, you know. <laughs> it stuck. And I remember thinking, I'm going to make a list. I'm going to write down the people I baptized in my life. And God, I think, laughed at that. He's like, you're going to be a part of something someday where you baptize so many people you won't be able to keep up with it. I'm really glad I didn't foolishly make a list because I don't think I could keep up with it. We do track it, but I don't. (laughs) The second thing for me last year as your pastor is Keystone North. I love baptisms. That was a first. And, And I remember my first time I got to baptize somebody, but I also remember the first time I got to send a church, and it was in August of last year. So easier to remember. But it was incredible. Like, because God is partnering with us, we get to do those things. I have planted a church before. I've never sent a church. The jury's out on which is more difficult. I, I don't know. But I got to tell you, I, just like the baptisms, I want to do more of that. I want us to do more of that. Keystone North is incredible. I love what we got to do there. In fact, I had Chris made a video too. So here, watch this real quick. Keystone Montgomeryville, I'm so grateful to be a part of your Vision Sunday today because it was this time last year that we were announcing and casting vision for starting a new Keystone Church in the Satterton, Harleysville area. 12 months ago, Pastor Mark stood on that stage and declared that Keystone Montgomeryville was going to send with open arms and that God was going to replace and bless Keystone Montgomeryville through it. And from what I hear, God has absolutely done that. It's amazing to hear And I'm here to tell you that God has also greatly blessed Keystone North over these past few months. In August, you were faithful and generous enough to send over 100 people with us to go start this new church. Since launching in September, Keystone North has seen hundreds of guests. We've seen new connections formed. We've launched new community groups. We've developed significant missional opportunities within our community. And we've also had over 25 people who have raised their hand to let us know that they've given their life to Jesus Christ. I could go on and on with stories of individual lives that have been forever impacted. And I want to say to you, thank you. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your encouragement, for your boldness to send joyfully. You can continue to support us through prayer. If you know people who live in proximity to Satterton High School, you can send them our way. But you can also continue to support us by doing this honor and supporting your pastor. Pastor Mark has been a great help to me personally and to our church. Y'all got a good one down there and I'd love to uh, just honor him, honor Jennifer, honor the Keystone staff in general for everything that they've done for us over these past few months. And I believe this, this is just the beginning of what God is doing through Keystone. We have a big mission, a great challenge in front of us, but an even greater God that will lead us and empower us. Let's have a heart for this city, Keystone, and see what God can do through all of us together. great. Let me give you the end of that, okay? So we said last year, God told us to send, and I told you we were running, give or take, in the first quarter, about 500, and that's when he challenged us to do that. He challenged us to do that when we were still in that recovery mode. 
gag. I'm not going to say that anymore. And so through the summer, we, we built it up. We're running about, I don't know, 680 or so, which is awesome through the summer. And then God, we sent 100 to 125 people. And I'm like, oh, we're back where we started. This is crazy. What, what if I were to say to you, what if I were to say to you that two weeks after we sent 100, 125 people, we had our highest attendance of the year? Isn't that crazy? I mean, what if I said that? What, what if I told you that? You think I'd be lying? Because I thought I was. I checked the numbers. I even had Jennifer check it, who's clearly better at counting and math. I was like, for real? Two weeks after you send a high percentage of your people? Now, I know those people didn't come every week, but we had our highest number. Like, so God immediately said, I told you so. I love it. God is good. God is good. I tell you, by the end of the year, he added another 100 people. God keeps his promises. I'm telling you. And when you are part of a church or a movement that is all about sending and not just gathering, he keeps them and keeps them and keeps them. So, wow, I feel like I need a Gatorade after this, but I'm going to push on, okay? Like, I got, my, I got two eh, ounce and a half of water to get me through the end here. We're going to look forward now because you know what? I've been praying for what's next. That's great. 2022, we just spiked the football. We're great. We're good. I don't want to live off yesterday forever. I'm going to live off it a little bit because that's where I find out that he keeps his promises. But I want to show you, like, this is where we are going next. Just like that first baptism that I got to be a part of, just like all those things that we all got to be a part of. I don't know about you. I want to do more. I want to do more. So what does God have for us now? Do you want to see? Do you want to see where I think God is sending us in 2023? Who wants to see it? Show of hands. All right, great, great, great. First, we're going to look way past 2023. You ready? We're going to look at 2033. Has anybody done that yet? Are we the first? Who hates that? I don't want to do that. I'll be 50. Uh, no, no. In Titus, I'll be one of those older men. Which starts at 46, as you know. Uh, 10 years. If I was to take you way, way down the road and share with you very quickly where we see Keystone going in the next 10 years. This is Keystone Fellowship's 10-year vision. Some of you were like, wait, just us? Just us, Keystone Fellowship? No, no, no. Last year, we, we changed the name of this church without telling you. I don't know if you remember that. Like, Sorry, not sorry. But... Uh, <laughs> we changed it to Keystone Montgomeryville. That's why we did all that stuff, signage and everything. You remember that? We slipped that right in on you. It's uh, one of the reasons I love my church. I grew up in a church. We'd been 10 years talking about that. But we were like, no, nope, this is better because what we want to be as Keystone Fellowship is all our churches. That's Keystone North is Keystone Fellowship. Keystone Montgomeryville is Keystone Fellowship. Keystone South Jersey is Keystone Fellowship. So we're part of a family of churches that is called Keystone Fellowship. We even have our own mission statement, guys. You ready for what it is? Keystone Fellowship is a family of churches that work together as one to advance the kingdom by developing leaders and planting churches. You go to a church that is part of a group of churches that is going to do that. We, we used it, At one time, we used to use one church, multiple locations, and in a way, we'll always be that. 
But we're saying Keystone Fellowship is a family of churches, not just multiple. We're a family of churches that plant churches that do what? Plant churches that do what? Plant churches. And, and the positions, this positions us so well in the kingdom that we want to keep doing this for years and years and years. I tell you all the time, I want this place to outlive me. So that type of thinking is not new, uh, church planting, sending, multiplying. But the, the idea that, you know, our, our, our elders and Pastor John, who's an elder, and me and, and the other pastors of the church, we spent all last year saying, like, how are we going to do that? And here's what we wrote. I'm going to read it to you. You ready? It's, it's, it's pretty awesome, to be quite honest with you. I'm not overplaying my hand here. This, is, this gives me goosebumps that I'm actually getting to show you this. I'm going to read it. I didn't even put it on the screen because I just want you to listen. Keystone Fellowship's 10-year vision. Through relentless prayer and God's favor, we will breathe fresh life into our families and communities. We will be known for our love and our sacrifices. We will see our neighborhoods turned upside down by our unexplainable kindness. Our homes will be a place of worship where the gospel is readily shared and hearts are healed. We will see thousands raised up as the hope of Christ turns darkness into light. We are a family of churches working together as one. Keystone Fellowship is a family of churches planting churches that plant Churches. Jesus commanded his disciples to take the gospel to the world. God's command hasn't changed and neither has his strategy. And so we work alongside the Holy Spirit to fulfill God's strategy of sending the gospel to the world by sending out people to plant churches who will send out people to plant churches, to advance the kingdom. Following the Holy Spirit, saturated in prayer, united on mission, drawing from multiple spiritual gifts and talents, we will create a movement of disciple-making disciples that rapidly expands the kingdom of God. We do this through ongoing growth and multiplication of community groups filled with people who love Jesus and demonstrate this by reaching and discipling their friends, their neighbors, their co-workers with the gospel. By developing leaders and planning churches, God uses called men and women to build his church. We equip pastors, ministry leaders, and lay workers through training, coaching, caring, and funding. We plant churches to be the salt and the life in communities where we live, work, and serve. Empowered by the Holy Spirit and God's grace, we meet people where they are and lovingly provide support for their full restoration complete freedom, and eternal salvation in Christ. By working diligently to fulfill our mission, we are praying to see, and get ready, this is, this is big stuff here, 2,000 baptisms in 10 years, 1,000 disciple-making disciples, 400 community groups, 200 people called to vocational ministry, and 10 Keystone churches in our local region, by 2033. I don't know about you, that's, that's pretty awesome. You're part of a church that takes this seriously. Let me key you in on the big one there. Ten churches. We have three. Seven to go. A church that plants churches, that plants churches, that plants churches, that plants churches, that plants churches. 
This is our vision. This is where I believe God is going to take us. I hope, I hope desperately you all want to go there with us because that's where we're going. That's what we're doing. We have a long way to go. So what's our part? Where do we start? It's a great question. Probably with 2023, right? Because all of that isn't just on Montgomeryville. Where we're going to start is with a word, transformation. I told you earlier, God really challenged my thinking earlier this year and really all of last year with Romans 12, 1 and 2. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. God has really used that passage in my life. As a pastor, I want to be very upfront with you. I've given up all perceived ownership of this congregation. It's not mine. I'm your pastor. I'm, I'm not, this isn't my, I'm leaving speech. I'm, I'm your pastor, but I don't own this church and neither do you. We're not the owner. Who's the owner? God is the owner. God is the what? The owner. What is our part? Do you remember? Steward. We're the stewards. God owns it. I'm the steward. We do that together. It's not I'm the steward. No, no, no. This, I'm playing my role. You're going to play your role. We are stewards of what God gives us. We're stewards of that. We're stewards of the money God gives us. We're stewards of the property God gives us. We're stewards of however he wants to give us. We are stewards. That should sound very familiar. Stewards. So what should we do to steward what God has given us? Well, I'll tell you what we're going to do in 2023. It should sound very familiar. We're going to pray. Because God is calling us to a movement that is going to live beyond us, and we can't be a part of it if we don't pray. We've identified some very uh, close neighborhoods that we're going to prayer walk. One of them you may have to drive to from here, but maybe not. I don't know. Depends on what your distance, what you can do in a day. But we're going to prayer walk some neighborhoods this year. I'll set up times. You'll figure it out. We're going to focus on community groups this year. You say, Mark, this is what we do every year. You're right. You're right. It's pretty much the way you grow a church is you pray and you focus on community and you connect people to each other as you connect them to the Lord. You heard on the video, we had over 500 first-time guests last year. We want them to stay. We want to pray and have them stay and we're going to develop leaders so that we can plant churches that do what? Plant churches that do what? Plant churches. And with the help of the Holy Spirit and the truth in Romans 12, 1 through, 21, 1 through 2, here is my truth this year. I will take my everyday ordinary life and lay it before God and allow him to focus my thinking and transform Keystone Montgomeryville around his will. Transformation. So our focus for this year is to beat back hell, transform our thinking, and bring heaven down. Does that sound good? God is calling us. He's calling you to be a part of a movement, not just an attendance spike, but calling us to be a part of a movement that this year we can start 10 new community groups. We can do that. This year we can disciple and have ready to go 30 disciplers. We can do that. That we can have strong community engagement through our community groups and also through big events. We can do that. 
basic plan. Beat back hell. Bring heaven down. That's the basic plan for this year. So when you're in your community groups this week, and you're like, guys, how are we going to beat back hell and bring heaven down in this neighborhood? Because sometimes when I look out my window, it looks like hell's winning. But they don't win. And God's calling us to be a part of a movement to beat back hell and bring heaven down. I happen to know the enemy hates that. He hates it. The enemy hates it when a church is in build mode and not recovery mode. He likes you back on your heels trying to figure it out. It reminds me of an Old Testament story about Nehemiah. Do you guys remember Nehemiah? Man, I love Nehemiah. Remember what he did? Built a wall. Like, okay, that didn't really translate. No, no, no. He got a group of people together that were in recovery mode, and he said, we're going to flip to build mode. We're going to do it fast because we have to. This is life or death. And as they started to get some progress on the wall, the enemy, guess what? He, he wanted to come out and take a look. I wonder how this wall's going, they might have said. And, it, and they said, you know what? We got to double down and get it done. They adjusted. Here's what they said in Nehemiah 4, 14 through 18. And Nehemiah says, I looked and arose and said to the nobles and to the officials and to the rest of the people, basically to everybody, do not be afraid of them. Remember, the Lord is great and awesome and fight for your brothers, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your homes. And when our enemies heard that it was known to us that God had frustrated their plan, we all returned to the wall, each to his work. And from that day on, half of my servants worked on construction and half held the spears, shields, bows, and coats of mail. And the leaders stood behind the whole house of Judah who were building on the wall. Those who carried burdens were loaded in such a way that each labored on work with one hand and held his weapon with the other. That's good stuff, isn't it? You know, I told you visual learners, so here's what it looks like. Which one is this, weapon or tool? It could be both. <laughs> this ends for hurting? This is, no, I'm kidding. Here's what we sometimes think. We say, man, we're in build mode. We're not in recovery mode anymore. We're going to build, right? Let's hammer some nails, and everything's a nail, right? And I got to tell you, I'm, I'm full on build mode. I'm ready to, to send again. Through prayer, community, connect, develop. I mean, that's our whole Keystone Montgomeryville mission statement. We exist to connect with people and lead them into real and meaningful relationships with Jesus Christ and equip them for what? Life and service. So we read a passage like that in Nehemiah, we're like, yes, build. But what also does he say? Some of y'all probably don't have one of these at your house. I happen to have one. <laughs> it's a sword. Build, protect. Build, protect. Do you know where the fallacy is in this sometimes? As I put the, oh my gosh. <laughs> Maybe we got black paint. As we read a passage like that, and we come out of a day like this, and we say, yes, we have a lot to do. If anybody gets in our way, we're going to forget completely Titus 3 that we preached last week. Uh-oh, I bet he's not going where I thought he was going. We are going to build and we are going to protect. But you know what? If we say, I want to beat back hell and bring heaven down, I'm going to need more than a hammer and a sword. 
So can I show you what we really need to accomplish build mode this year? I'm going to put these away before I get too crazy. Some of y'all are going to recognize this from earlier this year. What do you think I'm bringing out? Oh. To realize the vision that God has for my personal life and my church, I must rest in Jesus. Jesus is the one that holds the sword. Jesus is the one that holds the hammer. And he is inviting us to take everything that we thought that we could do and lay it directly at his feet. Rest in Jesus. I don't just pray hard because, you know, that'll really, that'll beat back hell. Do you know the game plan for beating back hell is resting in Jesus? Is knowing that Jesus is the one that does all the work and my role is to rest in him? Me staying up all night and worrying isn't going to do anything. But work me up and make me think, oh, what happens if I'm a little successful? Oh, the worst, that's the worst. Then I think I did it. We could watch a video like that and, oh, man, look, we did great. It was great. We should celebrate that. And we are, like, doing that right now. But it comes by resting in Jesus and believing in his promises. It's Jesus that beats back hell. It's Jesus that brings heaven down. It's Jesus that died on the cross so that I can take my whole life and believe in him and sit with him and spend time with him. That's why no movement has ever started without prayer. We jump right to hammer and sword. Let's get it done, right? Let's beat it back. No, no. We're going to build. We're going to protect. But it is going to be totally from a resting in Jesus position. 100%. So guess what we're going to do here at the end of our Vision Sunday? Because what we want is a battle cry. We want a battle cry. I wrote one for us. You ready? The battle cry of the saints is faithfulness. That's it. At the end of this year, we won't look back and look at that video and say, yay, God, let's high five. We'll say, were we faithful or were we not faithful? Did what we did lead to more work or more rest? If I'm standing up here in January of 2024, and they say, man, we worked really hard this year, that will be wrong. I think that's sinful. I want to rest in his faithfulness in me and do the work alongside him. And so we're going to take communion together. I mentioned about an hour ago, this is communion is so special. It's a time where you you talk to the Lord. It's a time for, for Christians to share a meal together, yes, in a room, Tiny meal, that is, but it's still, it's, it's the symbol of that. We take the fruit of the vine and the bread. The fruit is symbolized of his blood that was poured out for me. Because of that, I can rest. His bread, the bread, that's his broken body. His body was broken for me so that I can believe and rest. That's the total package, man. So here in a moment, I'm going to pray and I'm going to invite you to come down. If you're in the back, there's a table uh, right, right, you'll see it yeah, down here. I would ask that since there's a lot of us in this room that you, you go towards the wall, down, and then back up the middle. Just trust me on this. Trust me on this. Towards the wall, down, back to your seat in the middle. If you don't do that, we'll be here all day. 
<laughs> Just rest in that. <laughs> God, we love you so much. We thank you that when you came into this world, you brought heaven down. You didn't require one of us to work our way up to you. You came down. Your story is a story of sending. And you didn't stop on the cross. You're continually sending and sending and sending. And I praise you. We give honor to you. We take all our vision, all our goals, everything that we think we can do. And before we ever pick up a hammer or a sword, we... bit of what we have to you. As we know you promised. You promised. We thank you in your son Jesus' name.